looks will kill everyone in this room. Um, I ran it at 90% power to cut eighth inch. Eighth inch. Because I like had literally no idea. Welcome back to the Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Hey. What's going on? Um, you know, everything and nothing yep. all at the same time. Yep. So what we got it is the first of the month. Um so we got our shout outs. Yes, I'm still sick. Um okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? No. Okay. Never ready. Here we go. <laughs> Melissa, Camille, Lisa, Lisa, David, Alexander. That always throws me off. I need to just cross it out. His name is Alex. Uh, Stephanie, Kayla, Barbie, Madison, Danny, Catherine, Emily, Amanda, Keith, Mark, Kathy, MJ, Ryan, and Will. But, but? there's two people on that list uh-huh. who recently upgraded Ooh. their patron contributions oh, each month. Well, thank you. So they went from uh, Big Spendas, which is $12 a month, mm-hmm. to show-offs, oh, which they is want to show $25 off. a month. Yeah. Oh, well, we appreciate so, you showing uh, off. Danny, special thanks to Danny McManus and uh, Mark Collier, uh, which is funny because we're going to talk about him a little bit on our episode with uh, my friend. Okay. Because, yeah, she has okay. kind of a, a connection. Uh, all right, cool. And while um, while we're doing shots, I want to shout out to our sponsor. Of course, of course. My mom <laughs> Mom's call calling in the middle of <laughs> when you need the note. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course she would call. Um, but uh, shout outs to our sponsors. Yes. Um, Eon USA, Lens Digital, and um, Crazy Laser Crazy Dad. Crazy Laser Will. Dad. Will. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there's one more, but there, there's an ad coming. Get us, get us your scripts, guys, so we yeah. can give you like a yeah. real ad because yeah. you paid for one. Like the one so, coming up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe right now. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Depends on where you decide to put it. Speaking of all things laser, check out Houston Acrylic at HoustonAcrylic.com for reliable laser tested and laser approved materials. Made for makers by makers, Houston Acrylic features over 450 styles of acrylic sheets. With over 50 new arrivals being released this month, Houston Acrylic is committed to bringing new and innovative styles to the laser community. My personal favorite is the matte, anything matte, (laughs) and I feel it's perfect for everything. Don't forget to save 10% by using our exclusive coupon code TRBP10 at checkout. Get inspired today and visit HoustonAcrylic.com. Do it. Um, a little yes. quick um, side note on the Patreon before we introduce our, our guest okay. is I added a yearly option. Ooh. And I believe it's you get 10% off or 15. I don't remember. Okay. But you get a discount if mm. you sign up for a yearly patronage. Right. So save some money. Monthly. Sign up for the year. Yeah, go sign up. <laughs> Give us dollars. <laughs> All right, we got? Well, well, on with our guest, Lauren with Barley and Oak. Hi. How are you going? <laughs> Good. How are you? you Good. Know, doing the best you we know? can. You yeah, know, the feeling. <laughs> right? So, Lauren, I actually. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> she actually coughs. Yeah. All of it's, not, it's, not, it's not just props on the, the show. She really does it in real life. <laughs> it's not just for the show. <clears throat> so. I came across um, her Instagram just because, you know, it's like either they suggested her or mm-hmm. someone else like share who I don't know. Um, <clears throat> little tickle. Yeah. No, when I like suck in, I sound like mm-hmm. a, I don't know, a muffler or something. <laughs> um, see that. <clears throat> what is that? Oh. Um, anyway. So <laughs> I really related to her content. So mm-hmm. she talked a lot about, um, anxiety she talked about the days where she was like struggling to get started um you know where like she's really tired that like just real and like mm-hmm. present about like the things that you know we talk about and th- there was one day where um she mentioned you know she was like really busy with orders and she was talking about how she hated how Every time you you talk like you want to talk about the negative side of it right. of being run down, tired, overwhelmed, whatever, that you have to first say, "I'm so thankful for all of my orders," mm-hmm. and it's like, well, 
of course we're fucking thankful. Like right. we're not like fuck you, quit ordering. If that's right. the case, we yeah. turn off our website. You know what yeah. I mean? But I liked how she brought up how it's kind of crappy that we have to like. First of all, I want to seem thankful, but uh-huh. I'm really tired because right. I'm overworking myself, or I, you know, I haven't cooked dinner in how many, whatever. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I met my friend Lauren, <laughs> and now like we actually we related on like personal things, and it just kind of like you know Clicked. snowballs, yeah, snowballs yeah. after that. But you meet your people, it's great. you do, and <laughs> I mean it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy how the laser world. Like I, I don't think any of us really prepared for. The kind of like friendships and stuff right. that we and like right. quote like chosen family that you would have in doing this, it kind of just like starts to happen and then it like keeps happening and right. it's just crazy because then you know it like it really kind of takes over mm-hmm. because when it's your when it's your daily life, these are struggles that really only other laser owners or business right. owners would we'll would understand. understand. Sure, right. other business owners can relate. But like some of it to right exactly, and it's to some of it, right? But like, unless you're really like in all of it, Mm -hmm. you may not, you know, understand. Yeah, 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 that's definitely a lot of it. It's like I have a neighbor and she owns her own practice, yeah. She like hires people to work for her and she doesn't really go into the office, and so like. (laughs) I can't talk to her about like what I'm going through because right. I work for myself and it's really only me. Right. And I don't rely on anyone else. So it's like when you have, when you don't have a support group that's in the same situations, mm-hmm. it's not comparable. Right. It's yeah. So well, hard. she, <coughs> she didn't, <coughs> she can't relate <laughs> to like when you almost like sanded your finger off. And, you know, when you're like having the like paint studio struggles and like, you know, that's again, these are very like niche specific. And some of it would like some of it would transfer over to like a woodworker. They would understand those like, but then they may not understand the troubles that you have with combining that and the laser stuff. And, you know, it just really having those people in that industry daily is like you need you need to find your people, mm-hmm. your friends, your business owners that you re- relate with, because it really right. does help you keep going, you know, because mm-hmm. like on the tough days, they they get it. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> so what were you doing before the laser world? Because I have heard you talk about um, how you, you know, you quit the like corporate to <laughs> come home and work from home for yourself. So I actually worked for car dealership for eight years. Oh. Yeah. Um, it was, I had moved back to Kansas city after a divorce. It was the mm-hmm. first place that offered me a job. I was finishing college online and they were the first place to offer me a job. And I said, all right, I'll try it out. Right. And I did well there. And it wasn't, you know, I liked what I did for a bit of time. Um, it ended up being that I started a business when I met my husband. Now, mm-hmm. um, we first started off doing like the farmhouse style signs with my silhouette, the white background. <laughs> walnut frame um we also did like plant stands and i started noodle boards and like that's Mm -hmm. kind of where my business really started yeah um and then when covid hit i was doing all of it Mm -hmm. and still working at the dealership but then the dealership laid me off and Mm -hmm. i remember coming home and i was like well i'm off for six weeks i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with my time we literally just closed on this house the week before um, and so it was just like, how are we going to pay our mortgage? Because right. that's yeah. Like, shit. Yeah. And yeah, I get unemployment, but like, that's not, it's really not the same. It's not a hundred percent. And it's also temporary. Yeah. Right. It's very <laughs> temporary. So I was like, I'm buying a Glowforge. And he just looked at me like I had lost my mind. And um, right. yeah. <laughs> he's like, you just got laid off and you want to spend like six grand. I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, right. <laughs> what's the worst that's gonna happen <laughs> he was like you're fucking nuts yeah and i was like look stove covers are doing well people are yeah. home the board they're spending money so like that can kind of right. finance the Glowforge. Yeah. Um, I, and, and i had only really seen Glowforge advertisements we same i didn't know other lasers existed. 
their marketing is great. But it really is. It pisses me off. <laughs> do, because it's not, thankfully, I didn't have any like serious issues with mine. Right. But I bought that Glowforge because I was following Lizzie from the House of Timber. And I had for a couple of years at that point. And she, you know, did she use a scroll saw to create her work? Right. I tried that. I do not have the patience. Yeah. I don't that. Especially but those like, small letters and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they do it because I just like, no, I want to rush through it, which then like your stuff's not straight or just doesn't look right. good. Yeah. But I had followed her for a long time and I tried mm-hmm. the scroll saw thing and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a laser and I'm going to create the same stuff with my laser that she creates with her saw. Mm-hmm. And quickly realized that the Glowforge was not the tool for that. Right. Uh, it was just too slow. It I never could get it to cut through quarter inch MDF ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bought that. That would have been March of 20. And then it was probably in September when somehow I found about Eon. Mm. And I reached out and I was like, great, we're gonna order this one instead. Like my Glowforge yeah. is already paid off, like it served its purpose. Yeah. Um, let's get one order. So which is good because then he also wasn't like as like you're nuts for the next one. Right. He was prepared. <laughs> right. He was like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and he has like a background and he used to work for a cabinet company programming CNCs and designing cabinet mm-hmm. designs for CNCs. So we honestly thought that like that knowledge would transfer over right. to a laser and it yeah. did not. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it was a little rough starting out. Right. Uh, I had my Eon probably for about a year. Uh-huh. And I was the dumb one that was like, I'm not going to take advantage of the support. I don't need it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, George to a industrial, like, commercial laser is it's, not the same. It's very, you know, it's... It's not that it's not possible because a ton of people do it literally every day, but it's so intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like the Glowforge is like, it's, it's almost, it's, <laughs> it's hard to break, but not at the same time. Cause they kind of break sometimes, <laughs> but like it's, it's, they make it so simple that you literally push start and like it goes unless there's something wrong, you know, sure. You can bump the head into something, um, but it's not as nearly as dramatic as bumping the head on, <laughs> on an industrial, what I call the other day. From the rite right. of passage. Everyone who's had their first collision, like, welcome to the laser world. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, so we, when we were waiting for our Eon, um, I, while on order, I went viral and I really needed the, I, the Eon because, like, I was engraving like hundreds of um, ornaments and stuff like on my Glowforge and it was painful. Um, Thankfully, I at least I I was smart in that, like the ones that were mostly cut, I listed more of those and listed less of the like more complicated, like engraved ones because I knew I just there wasn't enough time in the day to create all of those. And I did outsource some to my friends and stuff to like help. but I was waiting for this machine to show up so that I could help with those orders. And then it showed up and I'm like, uh-uh. Like, I'm like, I can't learn something <laughs> new and then now expect to not, like, hit, you know, hurt production. And right. so I didn't even, like, it finally showed up and I couldn't wait for it to show up. And then I didn't touch it for, like, two months <laughs> until, you know, after the the rush of the viral ornaments were done and then on top of that i also found out i was pregnant but before it showed up so i was in my first trimester miserable tired it was an awful pregnancy and so then it was like oh now let me go learn this huge machine and not break it when all i want to do is sleep and sit on the couch (laughs) so yeah it, it was it was like not i don't know not that it was a tough transition but like getting over your head was yes. I think the hardest part in the in the transition? Yeah, for sure. Because like I probably hobble. I got that. I don't remember exactly when I got it. It must. It would have been in March of twenty one. Mm. No, COVID was March of twenty, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So it was a year later because I ordered it in September. It showed up that next spring. Mm-hmm. Hobbled by on that thing for like a year. Right. I never contacted support because I was too proud. Or right. Like, I well, and it's like, why do, 
why do we do that to ourselves? Because you probably did things like I've done things the hard way for way longer than I ever should have just because I don't want to ask somebody. And then all of a sudden I'll either come across a post that answers my question or makes my life easier. Or I finally ask and it's something like super simple. (laughs) Oh my God. Like I literally ran that thing. But then I still do it. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I literally ran, let's kill everyone in this room. Um, I ran it at 90% power to cut eighth inch inch, because I like had literally no idea. And then (laughs) when I got to the point of like, well, and Eon wasn't nearly as popular then. So there weren't as many people to ask, you know? So I, I, I get that too. Yeah. So I was able to like hobble by for the year and then I went viral Uh, see, that's always like, (laughs) and I remember it was last last March and Mm -hmm. I went viral on TikTok and I needed to be able to cut quarter inch and I could not get my laser figured out to save my life. So I finally like gave up. I called support. David spent hours on the phone with me. I feel so sorry for him because like it was rough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My alignment was obviously very off. Yeah. Had been. And so then like, because I pretty much like ran it at 90 for so long, uh, my tube was also not performing the way it should. Right. My beam, com- we ended up finding out my beam combiner went bad. Oh, no. During all of this, since I had gone viral, I was getting all these orders. I had to outsource cutting the material. Yeah. And to be honest, I literally pieced out. I told Brad, I said, I'm having so much anxiety about this. I can't get this laser figured out because of course I had to wait for like, you know, the right. process of figuring out what was actually wrong. Right. David had to ship me. And then uh, you have to install the parts when you right. get them. Just, and, yeah. Like, I can't do yeah. this. I literally was like, it's spring break, right? Or we're going to Alabama. Goodbye. That's <laughs> up the car. And we drove to Alabama to go to Gulf Shores. Nice. And I said, I'll come back and deal with this in a week. Yeah. And thankfully, by the time I got back, I had another call with David and yeah. it worked out. But so what did you, what was the item you went um, viral for? My piggy banks. Mm, nice. Mark's piggy banks. Yeah. So that's, that was the connection. <laughs> okay. So she, she purchased, um, you know, Mark's piggy bank um, file mm. and just kind of started making those. And then that, so what did you think you wanted to make when you got your laser and how does that translate to what you really actually make most <laughs> of now? <laughs> Cause it's, so, it's rarely the same thing. It is very rare. Um, so in this instance, when I bought my laser, I said, I need to be able to cut the thicker material to shape my nursery signs mm. the way I want to, the way Lizzie was doing them. Right. I needed to at least cut quarter inch material. I could cut it twice, glue it together. So I had half inch. Right when you're shaping, you need that material to be able to give more dimension. Right. Um, so that's how that started. That was the, that was the end goal. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was someone reached out to me about a piggy bank that someone else had made her and she was not happy with it. Mm. And I remember being like, man, do I, cause I had seen people post about them. I had seen people make them. I'm like, this just seems like something I'm not sure that I really would enjoy doing. So, well, and that was me because there's so many layers and I'm like, I would have to charge a million dollars for these mm-hmm. to make them worth it because especially those like outline layers, they're not like you waste the full material, but you don't. And so now you then have to either be creative with using that or sell your scraps or, you know, the, yeah, the outer sheet. Yeah. There's just a lot of them. Right. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Plus, like, she was pretty pissed. Right. I was like, do I want to take like, the responsibility of, um, yeah. Right. Fixing this, and I've never made one before. So, like, am I yeah. really qualified for this? <laughs> right. So, I kind of put it off for a little bit. She followed back up. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it, I'll never, I'll, I won't list it. I won't right. list the other one. And that's not what happened. Right. I was like loving it. And I did mine a little oh, bit. Wait, the, <coughs> wait for the cough. <clears throat> did the one that you make for her, is that the one that went viral? No. Okay. So what ended up happening was I made hers, mm-hmm. posted it on like my personal Facebook. I ended up listing it on Etsy and on my website just to see what would happen. Yeah. And then they started coming in. Mm-hmm. 
So I was like, I made a TikTok and it's literally just me holding the piggy banks and like swapping them out. Right. It's and always the simple ones. It's always the dumbest things. Like, yeah. We're simple people, apparently. Well, um, how I went viral was TikTok, but it wasn't even my TikTok. It was someone who went to uh, a craft show where I was literally trying to sell off everything. I didn't want him to bring anything home. I'm like, if it towards, you know, the last few hours, I'm like, discount everything. I literally want them. I like, don't come back with anything. <laughs> if you can help it. And so she, I had a lot of inappropriate ones. And so she bought all of the inappropriate ones. And as that's also what I related to you on was uh, that bookmark. Don't let me forget. <laughs> that one was great. Um, and so she made a TikTok in her car of after the craft show because she was so excited about all of the ornaments and was literally just talking about like all of the different ornaments. Like she an bought. unboxing. Yeah. Like basically, yeah, like an unboxing in her car. <clears throat> and then it went nuts. Like mm -hmm. it was, I think it's probably up to about a million, you know, now. Um, but yeah, it like, and it was like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? And I didn't even have a website when that happened. And mm -hmm. I had started my website, but I was like, I was going super slow. Like it, I was go. It had already been a couple months. Well, and, and then, you were a little, you were a little hesitant. To well, go and I just, well, yeah, too. and I just didn't. I, I didn't have the push. I didn't have the like need right. for it. Like okay. you know, right then and then, I was like, <laughs> and then you know, I was like, oh, I'll just take orders by like you know, PM or DM in in Instagram. That quickly was not possible. And then, yeah, I uh, I couldn't sleep that night because I was just panicking about all the messages I was getting and all of the like ways, like all of the orders that I was going to miss because of having to go back and forth with them. And so I woke up at like three or four a.m. because I couldn't sleep, and I spent ten hours and I got my website like ready to go and up and running. And like he woke up in the morning and I was in my office. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just setting up my website because I'm panicking and I couldn't sleep and I needed to figure it out." But thank God I did because it's the reason I like have one now. I may mm -hmm. have never gotten around to it because I could have always procrastinated. But it's yeah. a lot of work. It's a pain. It yeah. Well, and it's just, I'm a perfectionist and I don't know how I want it to look. And I also don't know what I'm doing. And so then you have to like test it. And then you're like, how does that look? And you're like, oh, no, no, no. And then like, you know, you don't know the terminology. So then you're like, oh, is this what I'm trying to do? And you're like, nope, that didn't work. And then so you try something else and you're like, does this sound like what I need? And yeah, it's just, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it is definitely a headache. Um, and that book, the bookmark, what does that bookmark say? <laughs> you don't watch porn i read it like a fucking lady and it went viral on tiktok it's just funny to me that like i primarily mm -hmm. sell kid related items and then i post <laughs> that and it like just pops off i was not so the best part about that bookmark is i had because of the piggy banks like i buy the glowforge size sheets just right it's easier to manage and i don't me too yeah huge stacks but there's still a decent amount of space that's left right. over when you cut the acrylic fronts for those. So I was trying to figure out things that I could make out of acrylic. Right. I could sell for cheap as like basically a loss leader if I wanted to. Right. And not have to worry, you know, about anything. Yeah. And so like I was cutting these bookmarks out of the scrap from the piggy banks. <laughs> right. And the amount of people like talk book talk and get, you're going to go viral. Like, yeah, it is amazing. The amount of people that ordered them. Yeah. And that the waves that they came into, because it would start to slow down. And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I can breathe well, a little bit. I have some breathing room. And then the next thing you know, it would go back up again. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. Those, uh, those are <laughs> definitely very popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and your, uh, what did you say? Your mom wasn't so happy about that? Oh, things? my God. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was like the mom that raised you, like, you're a princess, you're a lady, you're going to act like one. And the ironic part of it is like, that's never says, You don't watch porn, you read it like a lady. Yeah, so like, like, I keep that to myself. Right? Like, she was, his mom. We keep it classy. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? And the thing about it is, is like, obviously, like, I'm 34. Right. It's been a long time coming. I have never been appropriate. I have never had a filter. Like, I don't know what you expected, but this should not be surprising. The funny part is my mom, I apologize for my inappropriateness all the time, but I learned a lot of my inappropriateness from my mom, which I didn't even realize for a long time. But she, she's really good at 
not doing it in public or in front of like people who might judge her. Yep. So, I mean, I can remember a time where me and my sister were walking into a mall in Colorado mm-hmm. and I don't know how we got on the subject. Maybe I, th- I had like a sucker or something like that, but like big suckers, <laughs> as you call lollipops, lollipops, they hurt my mouth because I have a small mouth and my mom made some kind of inappropriate comments <laughs> about like, Something like, how are you going to have a boyfriend or something like that? And I was something like, sexual. Mom, <laughs> she has a, a really um, conservative husband and she loves Making to squirm. make him squirm. She loves to say like inappropriate things yeah. and make him uncomfortable. My favorite <laughs> moment, my favorite time that I go back to like when I'm we're scared. hanging out what with your it? mom is when we played. Never I, have I ever. Oh my god! Don't ever do that with your parents. It was a terrible, that terrible. Was, no, decision. it wasn't. It was amazing. I learned so much about their relationship, and to see him, oh. he's like he goes, Deborah. <laughs> see, writers totally. At one, at one point, like she says, I've I don't even remember what she, I just remember it. Hit. He's like Deborah. <laughs> Oh like, man, awesome. Yeah. 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 Writer's doomed here because I just, I don't have a filter. And like, I mean, I made those bookmarks and writers yeah. like, are you really making and selling these? And then before that I did a cockooterie penis cutting board and those like I sold for a little bit. And so we would, I'd cut them, I'd bring them upstairs and oil them and let them dry. And I would have penises like lined up against my back wall my house. Sounds like our house <laughs> right now. And Ryder just is like, what am See, I doing here? Like, well, what it, is this? Because dad is the my case. They're too young to, to understand yet. JR's getting bone. there, but to JR, <laughs> it's a dog bone. <laughs> so so you got half of it, right? Yeah. So, well, and then there was a moment that Will, Will Crazy Laser Dad loves to bring up because what partially what I went viral for was. Uh, it was a penis ornament and it had a Christmas hat on the tip. I remember this. Yeah. And uh, so I was making a million of them and I was like demasking them on the couch. And again, <laughs> at this time he was like three. So yeah. even younger. And like, I really could get away with it. And he picked one up and he was like, Oh, is this, this is like, Oh, it's a dog bone. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> and he like, faked it. <laughs> And it was like a, a parent fail, but like a parent proud moment at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, so my my kids don't know how inappropriate mom is yet, but they'll find out. Soon. Yeah, writer's definitely. When how old is he? He's 12, almost 13. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of this borderline, but like sex is such a like off topic mm-hmm. that we weren't allowed to have right. at home. And so for me, I think it's been always like, I'm just going to be pretty transparent with you. Because yeah. I don't want right. you to go through the same things I, that I did. Hey, come here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> God. So it's been interesting to say the yeah. least. And where were we going with that before we started talking about inappropriate stuff? I don't know. We're talking about it's going viral, I think. We're talking, we're talking yeah. yeah. Oh, piggy banks. Yeah, always about yeah. pains. The pains. <laughs> so piggy with the piggy banks. So how did that like then? So you went viral with the piggy banks. And then how did is that like kind of how it became your thing? Then you just started like, oh, okay, how can I kind of expand, you know, beyond like Mark's file? Right. So that is pretty much like what happened. So, you know, nursery signs were always my end goal. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that they're a process, especially when you, yeah. them, you shape them and all of the other things. But what I had realized was that, you know, I get people that would inquire about them and, you know, you have to charge the amount of time that it takes because on average, they're at least every bit of five to even 25 hours worth of work. Oh, and like, I mean, my friend Jasmine, she made some oh, intense, yeah. the homestay. Yes. Yeah, so she made some intense ones. And like, she would tell us like her process or she'd like keep us posted like on a sign that she was working on. And it would be like months, like months and months. And so yes. like, it, it's, it's a lot. And she, she, we, 
told her every single time she never, ever charged enough. She did not charge what she should have been charging as far as like time and her skill alone, not oh, even including sure. That's a lot of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I mean, like, I just, it was never, <laughs> I never wanted to make those because I don't have <laughs> patience for like, you know, cause she would put 40 to 80 hours into those things at like, at easy, super easy. Yeah. They're, they're very intricate. It's a lot of steps. Um, but what I had realized is like, I wanted something that felt still personal and still had that like yeah. 3D shaped feel, but right. then also was um, usable, I guess, like yeah. had a dual purpose. Right. Yeah. And so last year, I remember messaging with my friend Hannah with Woodlane Design. She creates a lot of my files now. Yeah. And I'm like, I have this wild idea and tell me if I'm crazy or stupid, like whatever. But like, what if I made piggy banks that were like aesthetically pleasing, could be used for adults, could, you know, still have like a dual yeah. purpose, but charge what I need to for oh. it? What if I could sell, if somebody inquired about it, like a nursery sign? And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So when you right. quote one of those things, a lot of people are like, holy shit, no. Well, well and they don't understand what right. all the time that it takes like going into that and right. so i was like what if i could offer something that was still along the lines of nursery kids related that was still personable yeah. but at a lower price point like i felt like a piggy bank would be probably yeah. like the best thing right and i looked and just to see like what was out there and like there are cute piggy bank files right. but yeah. not the way i wanted to make them right and so well, i was I mean, like it's a perfect example. So my, my son, he wanted a piggy bank, but he loves like police right now. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking and like, I, you know, of course I always go to Amazon first and I'm looking on Amazon to see what there is. And there's like a couple things. And like, we ended up finding like one that kind of like looks like a SWAT car, but like there was always the, like, you know, they're coming from China. And so a lot of times if they have like sounds or whatever, the sounds are a little like weird or questionable or not something that we understand or, you know, not so that, that I was running into, or they just weren't great quality. And it's like, man, there was, I was surprised that there wasn't that. I just figured like a lot of kids love police. Like there's police beds. There's like, you know, there's police, everything. And, but when I was trying to decorate his room, there was not like, there was not a lot to choose from. Right. And as makers and creators, we're like, oh, if I can't, if it doesn't exist or I can't find it, I'll just make it. And so I do want to make him like a, you know, a crazy police piggy bank one. But like it, it, it shows you that like that because I can't find it and I want something specific like that, that there's likely that there's a lot of people who are the same. You know, I mean, the one that you just did that was like the the bee. Oh, um, and the yeah. honeycomb, yeah. Yeah, people love that one, which is, I, I mean, it's cute. It is very cute, but it surprises me because it's like, yeah, well, you know, you I would search know. for right. You never know what someone wants. Like I've made, I made a monstera leaf one mm. that was like just plant related and just yeah. trying to like find things that, cause like That's really I, another good industry with the books. So books is good. A good industry. The like plant industry they they some crazy plant people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them, and they'll spend a lot of money on like plants well, yes. and um, stuff. The reporter I used to work with him. In oh Colorado, yeah, he turned his. He got like I remember he got like a plant for his or a couple plants for his new place. Yeah, and now he lives in a jungle. Like during COVID, <laughs> literally no, like literally. literally lives in a jungle. Like the plants have taken over. He, He's in, he has he a, an apartment, right? Yeah. And he decides to like get rid of his TV. He's got minimal He's, furniture. Yeah, he he got rotates. rid of things in his place to make room mm. for plants. Yeah, and he rotates his plants depending on year for sunlight. And <sighs> like he is really <laughs> into, and it look, it looks like, it looks like uh, the male version of like poison Ivy from Batman. <laughs> Cause he lives in a jungle. Yeah, he does. But it's awesome too to yeah. see it. Well, and then he like documents it all, doesn't mm -hmm. he? He like, time lapse kinda, his his yeah. like he cleans the leaves, he changes the pot. Like he time. I yeah, saw, yeah, it's crazy. I saw someone on my Instagram that I follow the other day. She was like uh watering all of her plants. So she's not like 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 a plant person. She's mm -hmm. like a workout person, I think, actually. Um, but she's like watering all of her plants, and then she had these like gloves on, and she was like 
wiping down the leaves of like her big, and I'm like, right. I there's, I can barely keep myself and my kids alive. Right. There's no way I can give that much nurturing to another living thing. Oh we just no. killed succulents. <laughs> Even succulents I can't keep alive. Like no, you can't either. I had this bird of paradise that I bought like I think two summers ago. I mean, it's rough. Like it's not doing the greatest, but somehow it's still alive. I'm not really sure how because right. it's watered like every two months. So <laughs> right when you when during COVID, I like bought a ton of plants and like I had like these shelves in my kitchen lined with yeah. them. They're all dead. Um, yeah. It's just we no. Yeah, so you made the Monstera ones. What like what's a couple other like cool unique ones that you've made? Oh my gosh. Um I'm trying to think. Uh so the dog one. The dog one was probably one, was really cool. one of my favorites. I had it was a fellow maker's brother who reached out to me. Mm-hmm. I guess she like sent him my way and he was like, I want to make a custom piggy bank for my nephew, but I want it to be their dogs. And I've never been one to want to do pet portraits because, like, pets are like one of those things it's hard. that if yeah. you don't do it right, like, they're not going to be I mean, happy just like a normal, it. yeah, a normal portrait. You mess up like one tiny, tiny little like shading Feature. or line yeah, or something, and you completely ruin the face. Yeah, right. And they're like, and pet people are like, they're like, they're like kids, they're crazy. you know. Yeah. It, you just don't mess with them. And right. so it was like, oh, God. Because I have no interest in doing, like, the detail painting that some people do and right. hand painting. Like, if I can't spray paint it, I'm not interested. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. But thankfully, like, their dogs were pretty simple. And it yeah. turned out really cool. It did. It was super cute. I had a couple people reach out on that one. Um, yeah. I still That's- have, like, one more left of, like, my wood woodland collection. Mm-hmm. That I've started, of course, like with COVID, all the little animals, because yeah. that was my goal is like, I wanted to offer a, like release a collection of them at a time yeah, and kind of just build up what I offer. Yeah. Cause I feel like, like they don't sell every day for me. Like that's not right. my letter banks. Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like the more I grow it and the more like that I push it out there and have more right. to offer, I feel like they'll just build from there. Well, and then that's also like having the different price points for everyone, for each different buyer is huge too. And like, you know, okay, yeah, you have the ones where you can charge several hundred dollars for and your nursery signs, which can be up to like a thousand or more, depending on like how intricate and the size and stuff. And then you have like your, the cheaper end stuff and then like your bookmarks and the stuff that you're using with the scraps, having all of those, you're able to get a wider range of people depending on what they're looking for and what their budget is. Right. And that's always like, that's something I've been kind of focusing on a little bit more right now that I'm a little bit slower is like smaller end items Right. Because I feel like a majority of the stuff that I offer is higher end. Right. And while that's awesome, because I would obviously like to do less work for right. more money. Right. Not reality right now. So right. it's well, been- especially because things are so up in the air. It's like some weeks, like some weeks, uh, my website is literally killing it. And then the next week, my website is literal crickets. And so you have to like find those different things so that hopefully when something is ebbing, the other thing is flowing and, you know, (laughs) they can't, you know, bookmarks, it's easier for someone to buy as a gift. If things are, are rough, you know, a funny, a funny bookmark, as opposed to, you know, a, a, a custom piggy bank, you know, right. Yeah. It's it's been crazy because even like the last couple of weeks, I've had so much anxiety because I, it was like I was going 1,000 miles an hour at Christmas. Right. And then it just died. That's the hardest part about the new year anyway. Not even like this new year. Because right. this year First is quarter. a mess. Um, but in general, it's always slow after Christmas because people just spent a fuck ton of money. Right. They don't have any left. There's not a whole lot of like crazy holidays. And if you have a birthday in January and February, you're kind of like screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just it's always been slower for the most part, except that first January, February after COVID, 
that was not slower. And I was not prepared for how busy that was like that. Cause like, you know, we all kind of look forward to that slowdown a little bit. Our anxiety doesn't, but like our body does because Christmas is always a lot. And I'm ready for it to pick up now. Yeah. Same. (laughs) But like, so, you know, when January and February is a little slow, it's kind of nice. Cause you're like, Oh, I get to breathe for a second. And then you breathe and your anxiety is like, you're not selling anything. You're right. Your bills are paid. Yeah. All right, I caught my breath now. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? That's, and that's I think the biggest thing because I remember this time last year. So like I just quit. Stove covers were like at my peak. I mean, I sold so many stove covers. And I remember cutting off my Christmas orders and they continued to come in. I was still shipping stove covers that were ordered in December and February. Wow. Because people just were buying them and it was great. But it was also like, I thought I was going to have a break and like have some time to recoup. And that was, and then you compare it to this year and it's just like, (laughs) thumbs like, right. And of course, like, I'm not someone that does well sitting still. Right. And I don't know how to relax. Like I'm always working. I'm always trying to think of something new or work on my listings. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I got COVID and um, I'm even down more because that right. was a week out. Yeah. And that was recovery. But now it's starting to pick back up a little bit that I've noticed, which is good. Yeah. But man, just like having all of it at once, like it's a lot to yeah. take on. Yeah. So if someone is like interested in the piggy banks, but was kind of like you and I in the beginning where they didn't really want to get into it. One, because I mean, it can, it can be a lot of work and it can be a lot of materials. How do you... How do you make it beneficial for you and your business? Charging what you need to charge. Um, I give away material. I throw away material. I Because I just do so many piggy banks that it is not worth having that much material in my life. Right. Um, I actually, we bought a bunk of MDF last yeah. Christmas because our supplier that we normally would get it from wasn't getting sheets in. Mm. Off so I had to go to the sor- their source. Right. And it was like, it was just easier to buy the bunk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, find the small things that you can make out of them. I don't do this with Mark's piggy banks, but I've seen that other people do. Yeah. I do them with my animal ones. But I will actually split the inner pieces in half. Mm, right. Closer together. Kind of like layers or like, yeah. Like, yeah. Nest, yeah. Nest, like use a nesting program or whatever. Right. Um, because like, especially like the animal ones, like since I'm not using an acrylic and there's no, um, negative space in it, they're big. So I will, you know, combine those down. Um, obviously like on the acrylic, look for simple things like, you know, pocket tokens, bookmarks. And honestly, I know a lot of people say like eighth inch is too thick for a bookmark. I very rarely have someone complain about the thickness of it. Yeah. those are great because they're super easy to do. And they don't take much. Well, and they're just like funny gifts. Like, I mean, yeah, as much like, as it sounds, they may not actually use it as a bookmark, but for it to be like, a, you know, it's, it's book related and it has like a funny or nice motivating saying, and it's almost kind of like book decor. Like you have, maybe you put it on their bookshelf or maybe they don't actually use it because it is a little thick, but it still does. It, that doesn't mean that, yeah, they don't sell and they sell really well. Yeah. And the, I think the biggest thing, because I see it all the time, is like what people are pricing these at. So what are, do you mind sharing what you yeah, price yours at? So I actually, I have two different pricing. So I sell mine higher on Etsy mm-hmm. because I do have an Etsy store, but I also have my website. Right. It's less on my website just because I want to keep more of my money. I'd rather right. you shop there. Um, yeah. I, on Etsy, mine are 67 and I don't, that's not with free shipping. I charge additional right. for shipping. Good. Yeah. So my biggest thing on those is price what you, sh- what you deserve because right. it is a lot of work. Um, it is a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of and material. Yeah. A lot of material. And like you're ordering, especially like acrylic, you know, you've got to order that in most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I see people charging like 40, $35 and yeah. I'm like, there's no way I would never. Yeah. I would never have someone reach out to me and be like, will you do it for this? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hard pass. Hard pass. It's going to be a hell no. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's not worth it. Right. Um, 
you know, but I also, I think something that I do different that a lot of people don't do. And I think this is more of a preference mm-hmm. is when I make my banks, my sides are all painted. Mm. Where most people are pre-painting their material, cutting it, and then assembling right. it so you have that laser edge. Yeah. I, I don't care for that. So, right. you know, honestly, me spray It makes it look it, more, a little bit more finished. finished. Yeah, finished. Yeah. It looks cleaner. Um, so, you know, if you are thinking about doing it, honestly, like spray painting, it doesn't really take that much time. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a learning curve. Because right. that's what I always struggled with, with painting was, you know, we had our garage, but we had like a lot of shit in our garage and we didn't have like a lot of space for, you know, a, a paint like station Painters. or yeah. Well, and clearly we did, but well, we <laughs> turn it into a studio. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, and I could do it outside too, but like we're in Florida and it's hot as fuck. And I didn't want to be like in the sun spray painting it. And it's also humid. So if it's super humid that day, that can affect your paint. And there's just so many, like, I don't have the patience for painting at all. Like if I ever did piggy banks, it would have to be a hundred percent acrylic, which would also make them really heavy. But I mean, MDF is kind of heavy and expensive. Um, but like it, I, I, the sanding, before and then this the if you you know you if you do the primer and then like the spray painting and then sometimes you have to sand in between coats and I just I don't have it I don't have it in me. It's not for <laughs> it me. is definitely not for everybody. Yeah. This is be an excuse to buy more spray paint so yeah. and have all the colors. Another thing to purchase and hoard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have any advice that you would give to a new or struggling laser owner? Like what would you tell you when you struggled through <laughs> Eon for a year unnecessarily? <laughs> right. Like, cause their support's amazing. Um, yeah. Definitely ask questions, get help. You know, the, I think the, I think the most overwhelming thing going from a Glowforge to a commercial laser is the mirror alignment. It right. is a bitch. It sucks. Um, I still struggle with it. And if I ever goes out of alignment, I want to jump off a cliff. I will hire someone to come do it because it's yeah, like, I don't have the mental capacity. Heather and, I, Heather and I joke that like, if our, if our, if it goes out of alignment, we're like ready to sell the machine. That's how much we hate it is because, and he, he doesn't care. He's, he's my aligner. He's my, if something's broken, if tech support needs me to like replace something. Although I did replace my autofocus pin and squared my laser head after my collision, mm-hmm. my own, which I was, I was pretty <laughs> proud of myself. And it really wasn't as hard as I told myself, but, and I, it's only because I had to, cause he was at work when customer service was available. <laughs> Otherwise I a hundred percent would have made him do it. And I just would have supervised, but yes. I, mirror alignment sucks. They do. And so I have two lasers now. Um, and Brad and I joke, the Mira is mine. Yeah. And then we have the OM tech and that's Brad's. I don't touch that thing. That thing's scared. Like, I'll run it. Right. But as far as, like, alignment, cleaning the lens on their, like, stock head is huge pain. I finally just ordered yeah. the lens kit from um, American Photronics the other day because right. yeah. it's a hassle. But yeah. I'm like, that's yours. I'm not responsible yeah, I'm not for this. I'll yeah. support, but you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. But definitely, like, ask for help when you need it. Don't be like yeah. me and run it at 90 for a year um, <laughs> right. and only cut eighth inch out of a laser that should be cutting at least quarter. Right. Like, um, also, I think, like, don't give up. Um, I think a lot of people get lasers kind of in the same sense that they get crickets and silhouettes. It's yeah. a I can do all of the things and you get, I mean, I bought, we talked about this the other day. Like I have so much stock blank downstairs that I was like, I'm going to engrave cutting boards and coasters because I saw someone was selling to realtors and how well that was working from them. But like find a niche. And I know people say don't niche down, but niche down. Yes. Because I know that I can put a better quality item out versus just trying to do a bunch of engraved things that are simple grab and go right don't enjoy it as much well you can have more of a production you can be more productive in shorter amount of time because you're not like going from a piggy bank to coasters to you know like you're not all over the place all over the place Mm -hmm. and i think that that's helped me so much because like 
I am a creative, which is weird because I never was like in art class. I can't yeah. draw to save my life. Like right. I never crafted. Yeah. And so now I found the thing that I really love doing. Yeah. And if I'm doing stuff that I don't enjoy, it literally kills like my creativity, my motivation. Yep. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No, I don't. And the one thing that I have found that really works well for me is I will always try once a week to do something new that I want to do. Mm, that's smart. Um, that like kind of boosts my creativity, makes me feel like this is a me project. Yeah. And that way I'm not doing the mundane thing every single day. Right. It does wear you down too. Even yeah. if you enjoy it, like the piggy Something banks. I, I, I preach, but I don't practice very well. Mm. Yeah. Is the taking time to make something you want to make, especially right. if you have a lot of orders that aren't like of your choosing to yes. make something you want to make. Cause it's hard because I, I don't, I haven't necessarily, as far as the physical products, I haven't found like my people necessarily. So the stuff I want to make is like the super intricate, like milestones. But then the hard part is like, I only want to make those once. I don't want to make them again because I make them complicated and intricate. And like, I think my, the sushi milestone or the, the crawfish milestone, like, and I mean, even the pizza one, it was like eight or nine different acrylics that like need them in. So, and those are, again, like it's an expensive file. It's expensive for people to sell if they buy my file, like, and and the good thing is that at least the few people that have reached out to me who wanted like a milestone, mm. they know that like that can't be cheap for the most part. They usually understand that. And they're like, how much is that? And I'm like, oh, that starts at one hundred and fifty dollars, you know. <laughs> so <clears throat> but that's my problem is that a lot of the things that I really like to make, it's like that's it's a hard market to find. So that has to be something that I like kind of do on my own time as like get it out of my system and then get back to the things that are going to sell well. Mm -hmm. Yes. But <laughs> that's why I love, I've now have like a storefront in a painted tree. That's yeah, super. Yeah. And like, so every piggy bank that I've made that I have not offered at a discount or like mm -hmm. order is literally sitting in that booth. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is my storage unit now. And also right. like, well, it showcases what you can do. Yeah. Right, which is the best part. Cause it's like, is, I mean, I've been there a month now and I've only sold one bank. Yeah, you know, a couple days ago. So it's like it's a very like specific person that's looking for that. Right. But at least it shows what I can do. It puts my name out here locally, and it gets me to the point where it's like, okay, cool. I made something cool, new. List it on Etsy. Post or you know, shove it in there. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, for sure. Do we so. have anything? Anything nope. else? Do you have any questions? Nope. Okay. Well, well, how do, how do people, people you? find you? Um, so I'm biggest on Instagram. I post there all the time. Um, also Facebook, TikTok, don't do Twitter. Um, my website and Etsy. Okay. And what, so what's your uh, handle on Instagram? Barley and Oak Co. Is it the same everywhere or? I think, I think, <laughs> I think so. So search Barley and Oak or Barley and Oak Co. Yeah. Search, yeah. search it's the same everywhere. I think except for Facebook. For some reason, I think that's okay. the only one yeah. that doesn't have a co at the end. Cool. Cool. Well, well thank you, friend. For spending time. <laughs> thanks for being one of my uh, my laser people. No, thank you for being one of mine. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for our life update. We'll be right back. Cool. And we're back. That was, hey. a, that was a good episode. Yeah. Fun She's interview. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was nervous a little bit because she was nervous. Right. Yeah. So you never course. know like how that's gonna come out. Like, right. is she gonna still right. be right. her, or is she gonna be like you know, kind of just in her head or right. whatever but yeah and like good. i was like i was saying after after we wrapped up with mm -hmm. her um that i think that's gonna be like a um a thing moving forward what because as we grow mm. people are gonna be like oh but it's right you know it's the podcast yeah it's when to us it's not right it's, just, know, a normal it's conversation. just a normal conversation yeah and we we've been forget. doing it for right almost two years now yeah. is it two years yeah that's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. we're more comfortable, right? Because, right, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we're a hundred and it's hundred and two. Yeah, one hundred and two. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. <coughs> so at the time this is going to come out, yeah, it's going to be a week, a week after this already happened. But, right. Um. As many of you know, I work news, and um, <clears throat> depending on where you are, maybe you heard, maybe you haven't, but in Orlando, for us now, it's two days ago. 
<clears throat> by the time this comes out, it'll be a week in two days. Right. Um, there was a shooting involving a media field crew. Mm -hmm. um, and the reporter passed away and the um, photographer survived. Mm -hmm. He initially was in critical. Right. Um, but he gave an interview yesterday and he looked like, you yeah. know, he's talking normal. He's in a hospital bed. Right. But yeah. He's doing well. And um, a mother and a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old was killed as well. And then the mother was also critically injured. Right. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that's another reason. Yeah. You know, they weren't doing anything. They're just reporting the on a story. There was a shooting yeah. earlier that day um, by this individual. He was still um, He was still out. at large. Yep. Um, the scene had cleared. Police had left. They were getting ready for their 5 p.m. newscast like we normally do. Mm -hmm. um, the photographer was setting up his camera and everything to go live when the guy walked up and opened, started opening fire on him first. And then shot into the car with his reporter yeah. um, who shot and killed the reporter and then went off. And yeah, you know, this is something that we we know is Where possible. It's, it's yeah, I don't and by well by yeah. when I say we, yeah. I don't mean us. Right. I mean us out in the field. Right. And it's one of our biggest kind of gripes with the job is that, you know, we even in a situation like that where the suspect has not been apprehended, right? Police are gone, we're still there at the scene to report on what happened earlier. Right. And this is always something that could happen where they come back right. after the police left to kind of see what's going on. Right. And this individual saw, and he was only 19. Right. He saw this, you know, this TV crew. Yeah. And at this point is no longer whether he knew or not, because he was setting up his camera. Right. So he knew it was a TV crew. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably, you know, who knows? Didn't want. Right. Who knows if he saw them interview that other lady. Right. Or whatever. But um, yeah. So, it's definitely on the mind and yeah. more. I mean, motivation. it's always on my mind. I mean, you guys are in, you know, a lot of times if you're reporting on a shooting, it's be, it's not in the best neighborhood. It's, right. It, you work night shifts. So you're mm -hmm. there, you know, you're literally on 11 o'clock news. So you're right. at 11 o'clock in not the greatest neighborhood. Right. And it it's definitely something I always worried about. And then there was also, where was that other one where that was like a ex employee or a, yes, that was um in Virginia back in, um, man, I want to say 2014, 15. Was it? Yeah. Because I, we were in Colorado and I was oh, in the studio. I was okay. still in the studio. So like 13 um, or 14. But yeah. So it's just, you know, there's the, it's, unfortunately it's not the first time that something like this has happened. And so, you know, it's just a, a, a fear, you know, you've accidentally run up on to a, mm -hmm. a crime scene mm -hmm. um, yourself and that involved a shooting and you didn't yeah. even know that what you were right. running up on because um, like the police ago, weren't even there yet. Right. Like and so, then, well, and yeah. a few weeks ago we were following some cyclists for this. Um, right. Thing and, and you guys ended up needing to it, leave. It seemed like a fight was breaking out. We left and then we heard after the fact that someone, someone could have possibly been going for a gun. Right. Um, and you know, that definitely the, you know, everyone at the station, because I brought that, I brought up, right. it was a whole thing about our safety and everything like that. And right. I brought it up. Um, so everyone, when this happened was like, man, I th we were thinking of you just a couple of weeks ago. Right. It could have been here instead yeah. of there. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's, you know, people don't, you watch the news and you don't um, realize what's going on. You, you're like, oh, that. wow, that's crazy. But you don't realize, you know, that the people bringing you the news are like, we're there. Right. So whether police are there, most of the time I try. It, my rule is if police aren't there, we're not going to be there. Right. Especially, like you said, 11 o'clock. Right. If, if it's not an active scene. Yeah. We I try to push to go to the police, police station, station or, or yeah. just somewhere where it's Some not, other. especially if there's someone that's like still out. Right. Because you never know where they're where they're going to go. And if they live there. Right. Chances are they're going to come back at right. some time. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It was just. um. So, yeah, it's. uh. Is definitely put it into perspective more so um, yeah. trying to get media off yeah. the ground and, right. you know, not as if we needed more of a push, right. but it was more, of but a it push, was more of so. a push. Yeah. So um, we wanted to get that out there. And then so also in our world, um, I am still sick. I yeah. have my good days and I have my bad days. Mm -hmm. uh, we are on round two with Pink Eye with Jackson. Yeah. Uh, giving this one a little um, less. Yeah, but it's, it's it, still there. It's still there. So yeah. he he was on drops for seven weeks. It's seven weeks. Feels like it. Seven <laughs> days and giving drops to a nineteen month old is super fun. It's um, super easy. You just boop. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Squirmy AF. <clears throat> um. So we finished the drops and then two days later there was like the little crusties again. So mm -hmm. here we are, round two. Um. 
And then also uh, late, I think it was Tuesday night, I got a phone call from my stepmom and my dad was in the hospital. And uh, that was uh, rough because so my dad has had Parkinson's for 20 years, just under 20 years, Mm -hmm. uh, because he was diagnosed when I was 20 and I'm not 40 yet. Yet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So. Yeah, so it, it wasn't uh, looking so great. Um, he was really, really weak. Um, he said his legs were rubbery. Uh, his even his voice was weak. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't looking the greatest that first day. And yeah. I, you know, my my brain went to you think went the, to worst. the worst. Yeah. And um, you know, he's in Colorado. We're in Florida. Right. And so you know, you you are left to a lot of your thoughts. You know, because you're not there to see it for yourself. Right. Um, you know, you're you're waiting on the updates and the updates right. are, are few and far between, even if you're there. And then if right. you're not there, it's like, is she telling me right away? You know, right. She, right. Well, she, does she she's leave dealing, anything out? She's you know, dealing yeah, she with has, it. You right. She's there. You don't want to yeah. call him because he's right. want to let him rest. Yeah. And right. I don't want to bug her because, you right. know, it's also stressful for her. Right. But like then you like want answers and it's just yeah. it's it's a uh, it's rough. Yeah. So, um. He things are looking a lot better. Mm-hmm. He has uh, yesterday he moved into a rehab hospital. Um, he'll hopefully be there just for a couple days to a week, maybe. Um, yeah, so just uh, throw some positive vibes out there for literally all of us. <laughs> um, and yeah, hope that he gets to go home soon and 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 be good and have lots more time with us right. and the boys and yeah and all of that. Um, And then those are two very heavy things. Yes. So on a little bit lighter note, but also a little bit like kind of heavy is that there's, yeah, I've seen a lot of the people that I follow on Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and in the Facebook groups and stuff um, freaking out about, you know, like if they're having like a little slow time right right now. Right. Um, As we just talked about with Lauren on the podcast, it's Mm kind of typical for Q, you know, quarter one to... To be slower, right. to be, you know, on that, um, not as it's definitely not going to be equivalent right. to uh, Christmas, right? And so it's hard, you know, to to deal with that. Like some of it, we welcome, like we welcome a little bit of the break, but then we also right. like kind of like freak out if the break is a little bit too long or longer than we want it to be. And, right. and you know, with you and I hoping to go in that route of where we're both self-employed soon. Right. It's scary. Right. If like my website doesn't do mm-hmm. well that week, or if I don't sell right. a ton of yeah. files or, yeah. And um, you know. I mean, we alluded to, you know, behind the scenes things going on and right. it's, it's possibly hindering some of that as well. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, we, we know about it. We talk about every year. We talk about how, you know, January, yeah. February is slow. Yep. And we're reaching the end of it, and yeah. hopefully people start getting their um, right. tax returns. Yeah, and well, start you just spending gotta, some money. Yeah, true. You can write. <laughs> we're all waiting for the tax right. return money to right. show up. Maybe another stimulus. Um, but we, need, we need another something. COVID stimulus. Back. Right. That's what we. Need. Man, that that was great. <laughs> I got a lot of stimulus money from people buying stuff. Um, uh, but I mean, now's the time where you do the stuff, the back end right. stuff that you didn't have time to do when you're busy, yep. and the stash stuff that you mm-hmm. know you're not going to use. Right. And uh, get rid of the scraps that you like haven't gotten around to. Um, right. so that's the kind of stuff that I'm focusing on now is, is decluttering as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting rid of stuff that I'm not gonna, that I'm not going to use. Sure. I'm not even going to break even. I'm I'm not even going to sell this stuff for what I paid for it. Right. 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 Um, but just like the other day I gave a, a local girl, she came by and grabbed a whole bunch of, um, tumblers that I wasn't offering anymore. The style, um, and some other kinds of blanks because she was just starting. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it was perfect for her because she got a lot of stuff for cheap. Mm-hmm. And I probably gave her, oh, it was probably 300 plus, if not more dollars in like inventory. Mm-hmm. And she gave me 80. But right. 80 is more than the zero dollars I was getting. With it just sitting there. With them sitting there right. on my shelf taking space. Right. So, um, you know, getting something for it rather than the, again, nothing that it's and, getting I mean, sitting on the shelf. And it's, it's also, and it it's helps also her kind of, too. It kind, it's kind of like a donation. Right. To yes. someone who's just starting off. It, it was perfect. And, yeah. it, and that's a perfect way when you're just starting off to figure out what you actually right. like doing. Mm-hmm. Get them cheap. Get someone's right. de-stash. Now, what I did tell her, even though she was at my house getting de-stash stuff, 
don't buy someone's full inventory right. of like two, three hundred right. of something when you don't know if you like it or not. Because mm-hmm. then now you're like, we're literally just passing, passing our along. stash right. to, you know, for well, it not to be used at their house. Hopefully it gets less or... and less and less as it goes on to other people. <laughs> True. And then it eventually just goes <laughs> it away. it just disappears. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but look at those destashed pages. One of them is laser me this that Heather and I run, <laughs> um, and, you know, grab yeah. you a couple of something, try it out, see if it sells, see how mm-hmm. it goes and then see if you like it. And then if you don't like it, you have four of them rather yeah. than 50. Well, and, if, or, and also if you found your niche and you right. found what you, what you like doing, what's selling good for you, yeah. you know, also destash and look for mm-hmm. places like this, right. like that to offer to yeah. other people. Right. And set yourself up for when the rush comes back. Right. You have space for either new inventory right. or just to to more easily work. Right. So yep. yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh so I think keep, all our life. Keep updates. the uh idle, you know, during this idle time, keep busy and yep in setting yourself up for when the customers come back. Because they always come back. They're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. they got to. Yep. We got the stuff they need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yep. Well, thanks for joining us for another hour plus on the Riley Black Project with Crystal and John. Bye. Maybe we're all done. <laughs>